Thank you for joining us today with Newly Awakened Ministries. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me with you know Newly Awakened Ministries. I have been having this word on my heart for a little bit. Um, and it's really been coming out of a place of brokenness. Um, you know, just some things that have been happening in my life lately. You know, God, I've seen Him you know, do things that are beautiful in the midst of brokenness. And there's been a few things that's been on my heart, and it, a lot of it's been on hope. You know, hope in the Lord, you know, that He He's still faithful, He's still good to us. Um, but, you know, there's this part that was really inspiring to me uh, in John 4. And it's the woman at the well. And it's the Samaritan woman. So, you know, we go to John 4, you know, verse 10. He says, uh, he says, if you know the gift of God, who, does, who says to you, give me a drink? You would have asked him and he would have given you the living water. She said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. He's like, where then do you go to get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who has given us this well to drink from? And he drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle. And Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks from this water will thirst again. But everyone, but whoever drinks, of the water that I give is like shall never thirst but the water that I give is like shall give him as like he shall become well uh, he shall become a well of water springing up to eternal life and the woman said to him sir give me this water so that I will not be thirsty nor come to uh, all the way here to draw from every day and Jesus said to her Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one that you are sleeping with now is not your husband. It's like, this is like this you have truly said. And the woman said to him, Sir, I, per I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you people say that Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming where neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem you shall worship the Father. So you worship uh, which you do not know. We worship which we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. He's like, and when that one comes, he will declare all things to us. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Man. It's really encouraging to me because you have to know this lady's story. 
this lady, you know, later on, we find out that her name uh, that, you know, was probably given to her by the storytellers of Photine. And, you know, her son, uh, one of her sons was a general in the Roman, or, or he was pretty up there in the Roman army. His name was Victor. If you know this woman's story, you have to think that she came out of a place of brokenness. Like, she came from a place that, you know, she would get with people to fill an emotional need, and yet it was never met. The need was never met. It was never satisfied. You know, so she would go to places, go to things like this well to these men and have these emotional investments. But, you know, she never actually saw that those things actually filled her. They never satisfied her. They they never came to the outcome she wanted. And she was just wanting someone to recognize her worth. She was wanting someone to recognize her, that she needed someone, she needed help. She needed someone to actually see who she really was and the strong woman that she really was. And Jesus saw her and he actually, when he just had to say, I know you, because this lady with her emotions, she was really just saying, I want to be known. Like, I want to know that someone actually sees me and that loves me. And that's what Jesus did. And this lady, Photine, she became one of the greatest evangelists in the early church. She would boldly speak the gospel. So even when Nero came into power, she, you know, Nero had all a lot of Christians murdered and persecuted. And with her and her family, you know, she was drug up from where she was from, you know, even preaching the gospel. And she came to a place where she was tortured. Her and her family were tortured. Parts of their body were flayed off their, or parts of their skin were flayed off their body. You know, her legs were amputated and she was thrown into a well, a lot like a drinking well, but it was dry. A lot like we see here where Jesus met her. And after several days, they pulled her up and she actually spoke uh, to one of the generals and she's, and they said, we want you to deny your God and then you can go out and live and don't preach about Jesus anymore. And she was furious. She actually spat in his face and said, do you actually believe that I'm going to deny my Jesus? Do you believe I'm going to actually deny my God and go turn around and worship your idols? And basically, you know, they were upset and they threw her back into the well. And that's where actually she, you know, she actually gave her life for the last time. She knew that death was certain. You know, she knew the persecution that was going on, but she knew Jesus was worth it. She understood that her identity was no longer in the approval of men. Uh, or in the approval of others, you know, she knew that her approval was found in her identity in God. She knew that her salvation and her encounter with with Jesus means everything and is everything. She knew that Jesus was worth laying her life down for. And even when it was a well from spiritual awakening to a well of persecution and death, this woman, Photine, she knew that Jesus was worth it all. 
She knew it was worth like leaving family behind. She knew it was worth, you know, leaving, you know, her, her cultural status behind. She didn't care. She didn't care about the cultural barriers anymore. She went out to preach Jesus and that's what she did. And so for me, I just have to remember that Jesus, he's worth everything in all of our limits. He's worth everything that we have. In this woman, she came from a place of being broken, going up to this well. In Jesus, you have to know that he's, he's telling her, hey, I am the living water. And what I love is that when Jesus, he says that he is the living water, and immediately when he goes to enter someone, he goes to work. Immediately when Jesus enters a heart, enters a life, he goes to work. Because he doesn't want a cup that is just full of holes that will have water come in and water go out. Jesus comes in as this water and he enters this cup and he goes to work and he starts plugging in these holes. So you start coming from full of holes to becoming whole. To becoming like, you know, full of holes with H-O-L-E-S. To becoming whole, you know, W-H-O-L-E. Jesus, he's... He's in the business of restoring you. He's in the business of redeeming you. He's redeeming your past. He's redeeming, you know, your family. He's redeeming, you know, the people that are around you. And he's calling you to be a new creation. He, you know, he, the word says that, when, behold, all things have passed away and all things have become new, you know, to those that are in Christ. And I love that Jesus, he's called us to be a new creation, to walk in his goodness, to walk in a place of holiness. And Jesus, he desires you to be whole. You know, the like even the lepers, some of the lepers were healed, but the one that came back, he was made whole. It's like, how much do you want Jesus? How much do you want him to work on you? How much do you want to pursue Jesus and give him thanks to, you know, have gratitude in your heart that he's actually doing something in you and through you? And I know that this might not be a natural flow, but I just felt like even reading Psalms 91, because I can tell you that this has been a really strong pillar lately for me. This chapter has been a big pillar. He says, you know, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield of bull and bulrock. So you will not be afraid for the terror by night or by the air that flies by day of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the destruction that lays a waste at noon. For a thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not approach you. You will not only look with your eyes, and see the recompense of the wicked, for you have made the Lord my refuge, from like even in the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent, for he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. 
and they will bear you up in their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And you will tread upon the lion and cobra, and the young lion and serpent you will trample down. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he has known my name. And he will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will rescue him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him, and let him behold my salvation. Man, I love it because like the Lord, he's just reminding us of who he is. That even when we are in trouble, we can know that he is good, he is faithful, he is our protector. And even when trials come, we have to still recognize that he is God. And I love that, like, even with eternal life, he is giving us, you know, he is giving us endless opportunity to be, to know him and for him to know us. And I love it because that's what we do. We share relationship with God where he gets to know you. He gets to identify things in you and he, and he starts revealing himself to us. And so I also have been reading, you know, John 14. I stay rooted in John 14. I love this chapter. You know, I'm going to start in verse 7. It's like, if you've known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him, and I have and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you uh, so long, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe on the account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I shall do, uh, I do, he shall also do, and greater uh, works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Oops. Oops, my vault. All right. So I go to the Father, and whatever you do, ask in my name, that I shall do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. And that is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him. But you know him because he abides in you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you, as like, I will come to you. After a little while, the world will behold me no longer, as like, but you will behold me, because I live. You shall also live. Because I live, you shall also live. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And then I want to just jump to verse 23 if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come and make our dwelling place and our abode and him our dwelling place he who does not love me does not keep my words 
and the words which you hear are not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have uh, spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sent in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give my peace to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You know, those are some of the last words Jesus said to his disciples before he was crucified. You know, I, I love it. He says, let your heart not be troubled. And he also was declaring, peace be with you. If I can tell you, if you feel like you've been broken, if you've been feeling hurt, if you've been feeling like you're just a little bit everywhere, you're not exactly sure what's going on, you're waiting for God to move, and even if you have, you know, opportunities in front of you and you're wondering, God, you know, what, what direction am I supposed to go? You know, the Lord, he's been telling me, like, you know, peace I give to you. Do not be troubled. And so... You know, that's kind of like what I want to leave you guys with today. You know, just peace be with you and let your heart not be troubled. And so guys, I'm just going to pray with you. So Father, we just thank you, God, for peace on, on hearts, God, for our hearts not to be troubled, but God, for us to see you. Lord, we just thank you, God, that you come in and you invade our hearts. God, you invade our lives. God, and I thank you that your peace surpasses all understanding. Lord, I just thank you, God, that you come and fill our hearts. You can fill our cups. God, make us whole. We ask that you do a new thing in us. Let us see you in a new way, God. Let us hear you in a new way. God, we ask for a revelation of your word, of your love. And God, I thank you that you're there to comfort us, that you're there to be our refuge. God, you are, I thank you that you are our safe place. God, I thank you you're our hiding place. God, I thank you that you have dreams for us. God, dreams not to harm us, but to prosper us, God. God, I thank you that you have dreams for us. God, that it has your purpose and your kingdom all in it. God, I thank you that you want to have a, a relationship and a desire to be with us. So Lord, we invite you today and we open up our hearts and our lives and say, God, have your way in us. And we thank you, Lord, that you're doing a new thing and you're making us whole again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's Fuel the Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.